Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Becoming CEO AF podcast. I am one of your hosts, Kimba Garcia. Got co-host Amanda Bell. I'm one of your co-hosts as well, Chris Kader. I was like, Chris, where are you at? And we have a very special guest with us here today, one of our great boss lady friends, Miss Kelsey Burks. Hello. Woo. All right. So we are going to jump straight into the topic. Um, Kelsey is a bookkeeper. So this entire episode is really going to focus on outlining your business, tracking your expenses, and being able to make data-driven decisions as a CEO. I'm a big fan of we don't just make decisions off of our emotions. We need some kind of data in place to show us patterns, tell us stories, and be able to help us make CEO AF level decisions for our company. And that's where Kelsey crushes it. So Kelsey, I want to back up just a little bit before we dive into the meat and the potatoes of all that, just because I honestly just love your story. <laughs> I think okay. your story is super cool. So if you'll start off with a little bit about you, your family dynamic, if you don't mind sharing that, I know you don't, so I'm going <laughs> to ask for it. And then how you kind of got started in the bookkeeping space and working with high level entrepreneurs when it comes to tracking and understanding their numbers. Absolutely. So. I am Kelsey. I'm here from Dallas, uh, DFW, born and raised here. And my life started really early, really early. So I had my first daughter at 15, and she is now 10 years old. And then I had my second daughter uh, two weeks shy of 21. And those are my my why, my biggest driving factor for why I do what I do. Um, but I also got started in the entrepreneur entrepreneur space super early. Um, at 18 years old, I started out in real estate. So I know a little bit about that. And that was kind of where I got my foot in the door with sales and marketing and kind of like running my own thing and numbers and everything. Um, <clears throat> but when my second daughter was born after selling real estate for a few years, uh, she is now five. When she was born, she was born with uh, two super rare brain abnormalities which um, she actually has a terminal diagnosis, but she was a uh, really a miracle that happened yeah. and um, it's just a perfect angel, but it was a big reason why I had to like change kind of my career path and what I was doing. I was um, selling real estate, going crazy, then I went to digital marketing agency and I was just like doing all these things, but I really needed to be home with my baby yeah. and take care of her. Um, and so I worked really hard to figure out, find a tool that did that. And I stumbled across bookkeeping and um, I kind of knew how to run businesses and I knew the marketing side. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna give this a try. And I absolutely fell in love with um, playing that integral part inside of the businesses that I help manage. Uh, so about a year and a half ago now, I started my bookkeeping business and um, I really just hit the ground running with it. But it's allowed me to be at home, uh, keep that work-life balance, be at home with my babies while, while still helping those businesses and making a really healthy income at home. Uh, so yeah, it's been wonderful. And I love working with all the businesses that I work with now. So that is what I absolutely love about Kelsey is even though the world threw you guys some obstacles, you did not make excuses. You found solutions. You found something that allowed you, because she's a single mom to um, a special needs baby and then her old so to two daughters and to be able to juggle all that at the level in which I've seen you do over the last couple of years and just I mean and you are young and so you still are young so it's been really inspiring for me to just watch her grow this bookkeeping business and quick plug here Kelsey after you got your bookkeeping business up and running you actually started a coaching business to teach other moms <laughs> and other women how to do the same thing like how to make that five figure a month income 
while staying at home and being a mom full time, which is just incredible. Yeah, I feel like I really stumbled across a gold mine when it came to the bookkeeping stuff and like the work life balance that I have and being able to just be there and not miss a beat with my children while also making a really good living. Um, and so I was like, I have to share this with people. Like I can't not share this with people. And so I've always been really big about inspiring other people and like knowing that <clears throat> If I can do it and not make excuses, pretty much anybody can. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to share that with people and give them a tool, too, to show them that you can have what I have. And it's really you can you can have that life that you that a lot of people desire. What a CEOAF mindset, dude. <laughs> dude, I love it. I love it. You were giving me goosebumps while you were talking. <laughs> I was over here like, oh, my God, Kelsey. I love it. I love everything Thank you. you're doing. Yeah. I would love to hear kind of how you got from, you know, what I think, book, like what led you into bookkeeping of all things. I just don't even know that that would have been one of my first thoughts of, hey, it's got to be bookkeeping. Okay. So it's actually really funny. I came across a Facebook ad. I love <laughs> Facebook. <Yes. laughs> um, I know we all are connected from Facebook. Yeah. Um, but truly, I one, I credit my business success to Facebook because I've grown like 90% of my clientele comes from Facebook. Organic um, social organic, media posting on her personal page marketing. is what she's talking about. I too, have guys. spent zero dollars in advertising in the last year. Zero. Like I've given no money to Facebook, just completely ran it organically. But previous, I actually was just looking on Facebook. Um, I owned a digital marketing agency before. So I had like clients in that space. But when COVID hit in 2020, uh, what's the first budget that everybody cuts? Marketing. marketing. <laughs> and Which I is not a good move, folks. Don't do that. And so I lost 75% of my income within two months of COVID hitting. And so I was like, holy crap. And I was only making, you know, like five, $6,000 a month, which was paying my bills, but it wasn't, you know, it was just okay. Um, running that digital marketing agency. But when COVID hit, I was like, I've got to find something else. Like, this is not sustainable. It's already not. I'm kind of living paycheck to paycheck. This isn't cool. Uh, and so, yeah, I was scrolling through Facebook and one of those, like, academy kind of things mm -hmm. came across um, from this lady and I looked into it. I bought a $1,000 course and dove in and was like, holy crap, I can do this. Because I had, like, the business side experience, but I didn't have the real hands-on bookkeeping stuff. So I dove in, got certified, and was like, okay, I'm doing this business. Did you guys hear that? She lost 75% of her income and said, you know what, I need to pay $1,000 to educate myself further and create <laughs> yeah, something. That's what I heard. I mean, because the truth is, is that's, like, one of the number one rebuttals that I feel like we give her ourselves as humans a lot of the time of hey I do know that I need co coaching or counseling or this or but nobody wants to pay the money because they're just not in the right position they want to make money before they'll spend the money and it's like well that's backwards yeah. so she was <clears throat> lost 75% of her income and said you know what I've got to make more money so teach me something I don't know mm -hmm. boom I yeah, love that, Kelsey. Did. Yeah. And then has been literally hitting the ground, crushing it ever since. So let's bounce into your business a little bit more, Kelsey. And um, I guess my first question that I really had for you today, when it comes to tracking and mm -hmm. making these data-driven decisions that we're talking about, now that you're getting a peek inside of all these other companies and all these other businesses, yes. what is the one piece of advice? Like if, if we were going to like end the podcast here, right, just the one thing that you would be like... Y'all need to stop doing this. <laughs> You're messing up, folks. Okay, so I can think of two right off the top of my head. Okay, I'm excited. One, <laughs> if you have a business, if you are a business owner, do not intermingle your personal and business funds. What? Do not spend money from your personal account for your business, and do not spend money for your from your per, from your business on personal stuff. Yep, we call that co-mingling. Yes. And it is illegal. It is absolutely 
illegal. <laughs> and I tell people this all the time. And it also makes my job incredibly hard uh, when people do that kind of thing. And it also costs people money. Like, that's the biggest thing that people don't realize is when you're, like, commingling or intermingling your accounts like that, you're not going to account for everything. And the if you don't, if you miss, like, Say you spent $5,000 in your personal account from your business. That's on your business, but you didn't account for it in your accounting. Now you have to pay, like you're paying taxes. That's showing it's income in the business. It's a profit that if you didn't account for it as an expense, it's going to make your profit higher. Therefore, you're going to pay higher taxes at the end of the year. Um, So that would be the number one thing. Uh, The second thing I would say is not being prepared and filing taxes late. so many people do it, and mm-hmm. I don't understand why. Again, one of those things that it's costing you money. It's costing you money in the long run. Um, you're gonna you risk for getting audited and things like that. Um, so those are the two biggest that I see. But intermingling the funds makes everybody's life harder. Uh, your CPAs, your bookkeepers, yours, your businesses, and cost you money. So don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. It. I love that. Do you have tips or any advice how people can keep those two separate, like an easier way, an easier flow or function? And I can also share what I've kind of done to keep mine separate. But then also, like some companies, they're, I mean, obviously they're not paying their taxes or the IRS because they're in a pickle. So mm-hmm. like, do you have any advice how they can stay away from that in advance? Or, or maybe if they're already in it, how, how can they get out of it quicker? So if you're a business owner um, and you're an LLC or a corporation, you should have a business bank account. Yep. For sure. Some some people don't even have that or don't use it as a business bank account. Um, so for sure, one, have a business bank account and pay yourself what we call an owner's draw as a LLC or put yourself on payroll if you're a corporation. And whatever that takes, like some, a lot of, com- a lot of business owners only take what they need. Like myself, I only take what I need for bills mm-hmm. and leave the rest as profit in the business. Um, Cause I'm, I'm an LLC. I just pay myself an owner's draw where, so that way that prevents you from spending the money from your personal account or your business account on personal things because money's not in your personal account. So pay yourself accordingly, one, on, in a systematic way, like make, every other Friday or once a month or whatever, pay yourself systematically um, enough to cover your personal expenses so you're not pulling out uh, pulling out your business card when you're at going out to eat or whatever when it's not a business expense. Yeah. Um, and two, I mean, you need... If you can afford a bookkeeper, have a bookkeeper. Like if you can afford a bookkeeping service or someone that's able to take care of those things for you so that you're properly prepared on time for taxes and everything, um, do that immediately. Like that is crucial in business. Everyone needs some sort of bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you can afford to hire one, either in-house or a service like like my company's a service, do it. Like yeah. you absolutely need that. I agree. I think that uh, I think it'd be silly for anybody to try and specialize in everything. Mm-hmm. And I think it's great to get a second opinion from a professional who specializes in that field. So mm-hmm. I'm with you a thousand percent. Yeah. Can I tell a quick funny story about, because I'm, I was the person you were talking to like seven years ago, right? And there I was, my first full year in business, we accidentally did a million dollars in revenue. Mm-hmm. I didn't track anything. Okay. Well, that's beautiful. <laughs> yep. It was a great problem to have in theory. Okay. But mm-hmm. there I was with a Ziploc bag gallon full of receipts and a folder full of paper invoices. And I found myself at tax time being highly stressed out because, of course, I didn't think about tax time Mm -hmm. till tax deadlines there. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting in the middle of my floor, literally bawling tears. If you can just imagine my whole floor being covered in papers in different stacks of me suddenly trying to categorize out how much money did I even lose in taxes because how many receipts got lost or whatever the case is. And then that was one of the things where I couldn't even read half my paperwork anymore. And um, 
It was one, it was the most stressful thing ever. And whenever I found out how affordable bookkeeping was, <laughs> I was like, okay. I am never, ever, ever going to do this again. And I just love now because I always have reports. I can see the numbers mm-hmm. in my business monthly, quarterly, annually. I can I can watch the ups and flow of the wave of the money. Yeah. Um, and it's just a game changer when it comes to be able to making those data-driven decisions mm-hmm. that we keep talking about in the business. Because I can see the problems before they wipe me out yeah. to where I used to not be able to find the bleeds. And um, and that's another thing. And Kelsey, do you suggest, do you ever um, advise any of the entrepreneurs that you work with to set up a tax account and to put a certain percentage of their revenue into a tax account so that they're yes. prepared to write that check? So there's a couple of things that I want to hit on that you just said. One, your issue that you had with all your receipts and everything. And I think you do this now because I believe I saw you say something about it. Um, now with all the digital stuff, there's no reason we should have a box of receipts or Agreed. envelope of receipts. I don't. Literally, <laughs> you get so many. One, a lot of receipts are digital and to your straight to your email or to your phone. Literally create a folder in your email that's called receipts and transfer it to that folder. And then with paper receipts, like I work with a lot of like roofing companies and construction companies who have to go and buy supplies like Home Depot and Lowe's and like all of that good stuff. Then they have paper receipts legit take a picture of it and create a receipts folder in your photo album and that'll eliminate all of that and then at the end of the year you have a beautiful file mm-hmm. for your they CPA also have a pro desk contractors out there pro desk will email you the receipt so you don't have to depend on mm-hmm. your employees or your subcontractors to turn in a paper yes. home depot receipt to the office yes there's i love that kelsey great advice for that yeah um but previously you said sorry the tax account oh the tax account yes so any any business that would be paying in quarterly taxes, which the guidelines for quarterly taxes are, um, or quarterly estimated tax payments, are if you feel you're going to pay in over $1,000 for the tax year when tax time comes. Oh, wow. So, and most businesses that are doing anywhere over 250000 in revenue are probably going to pay in something, is what I experience. <clears throat> 20% usually. Yes. <laughs> So for those companies, absolutely. I recommend, like, honestly, you should have a few different accounts. You should have a tax account, a regular just funds account, like your operating account, account. and then a savings account if possible. And depending on your industry, there's a couple of other uh, income accounts and things like that that you could have. But absolutely, you should have a separate account that you're contributing to on a regular basis, whether that's monthly or quarterly, but that's what those reports help with. Keeping the proper financials, you'll be able to say like, okay, I was this much in revenue, now I need to just take 20% of whatever I had and put it in that savings account. Then whenever you're making those quarterly estimated payments or at the end of the year, if you're just filing to see what you pay in, you literally just have your little stash of whatever you need to pay and you're not scrambling at the end of the year like, oh crap, how do I come up with thousands of dollars that I owe the IRS and all of that. And what I love is if if my liability is less than what's in my account, I have a special little bonus there Mm -hmm. for me. It's always nice. I I honestly, so I'll tell you guys something that I've experienced with clients with bookkeeping is I'll have people that come to me that have done business for a couple of years, like they're two to three years in business, they filed their taxes. But when they've come to me, they've paid the IRS like thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars because of whatever their profit was. So I go back and do what I call cleanup bookkeeping and fix their financials and basically do all their bookkeeping for those years and find that they're actually at either a loss or much less profit than they believed they were and they paid taxes on this major amount. And I've actually had some of my clients get a check back from the IRS for wow. refiling. And they got money back because they paid too much in. 
And so they were like, holy crap, Kelsey, I should have hired you two years ago. You know, like I need I should have got a bookkeeper sooner than later. I've never had anybody be like, "Ah, nah, you don't need that or I don't need that. Like everyone that I have worked with that I've produced an actual financial report and showed them what they've truly made, what they've truly spent penny for penny is like, oh, my God. Like, it's always it's always that reaction. I don't ever get a different reaction than, like, oh, wow. And people usually way overshoot what they think they made or way undershoot what they think they yep. spent. And so it's always like, oh, crap. I'm ah, That's where I'm really at. Okay, it's, it's, it's always an aha moment versus just, like, oh, yeah, I already knew that. Yep. So when, I, when people see accurate financials and reports, it's fantastic once they – and they get to keep that thumb on their business, like – Exactly. Those educated decisions. And that's why a bookkeeper is an investment, not a cost, right? It's it, And you get to write it off. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, let's bring uh, you into this conversation for a second, man, because I honestly, you know, you and I working together for as long as we have now, like this is a little bit of a pain point or has been in the future for you. So I'm interested to hear your questions for Kelsey or your kind of thoughts on the topic. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I appreciate that. So I guess the one thing I wanted to ask Kelsey were, what are some of the software programs that you recommend? Like personally, I've always started off QuickBooks mm-hmm. online. I still do them to this day, but I guess I just kind of want to dive into that because talking about bookkeeping, but of course, like back in the day, everything was paper and pencil, right? Yes. But nowadays, there's a lot of awesome software programs out there that do a lot of work for you. Yeah, absolutely. So there are a few great software programs and there's different tiers to what you're needing for your business. Um, so QuickBooks is what I primarily work in. That's what I set up all my clients and just because it is the, I feel like the best system, there is a competitor for that called Zero, which, but they're the same kind of software system. I just prefer QuickBooks. Um, and then for entrepreneurs or s- smaller business owners who are just kind of getting into figuring out their uh, books and things like that, there's some software programs called FreshBooks is one of them. And that one's free. And you can account for things, not the most sophisticated, but it's better than having absolutely nothing. Um, And at the absolute bare minimum, you could use an Excel sheet uh, to track expenses and things if you really like there's no excuse. So I shouldn't have some sort of books um, or something taken care of. But QuickBooks is going to be your best option because you're you're able to have a live feed of your bank account coming in there, see live transactions, live deposits, and you're able to. produce almost any report you need for your business, whether it's a profit and loss, like that's what we've been talking about. Or if you want to see things like your assets and liabilities Mm -hmm. and equities in your business, that's also something a bookkeeper keeps keeps track of. And for a business like a roofing business or something like that, you know, you've got work trucks and you've got um, equipment and heavy, like heavy machinery. You have assets in your business. That stuff needs to be tracked. Uh, and one thing that a lot of people want to have for books is what if you want to sell your business in 10 years or whatever? No. But if you didn't account for your books, like how are you going to show what your company's worth yep. um, or anything like that? I just love that you just brought that up because one of the reasons why we should be building a business is as a long-term asset for ourselves. It, mm-hmm. is, it is a long-term investment that you can sell. Yes. So I lo- if you have books. Yes. And if you know how much it's worth. Mm-hmm. And Which does, a bookkeeper does. Yes. <laughs> Plant and yes. equipment is a part of that. Mm-hmm. If your company has plant and equipment, you have to know what that looks like, how it depreciates, well, all mm-hmm. of that. And your bookkeeper helps you keep up with that. Yeah. I think um, I'd love to get your opinion on kind of how I've structured things out. Yeah. And like slap my hand hard mm-hmm. if you're like, okay, so I was that's in real wrong. estate and, and my bookkeeper, so I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. And if you're like, no, it works, then I'll keep mm-hmm. running 
yeah. full speed ahead, man. But so how I've kind of structured it out for me and what works for, I feel like what could work for a lot of companies is I've got my personal, my business, mm-hmm. both checking and savings accounts. My saving accounts are money market accounts so that I can produce with those accounts and not uh, just have it sitting in J.P. Morgan Chase for absolutely no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and inside of those, I also have a spare account. I have one spare account for the business that is for taxes. So I actually put 25% of the income every month in there. So what I do is my personal bills get paid once a month on the 10th. My husband actually crushes that for me. So shout out to you, my love. <laughs> um, and, and so we pay all of our bills once a month on the 10th. Any other like minor expenses goes on a personal credit card. Uh, personal credit card does not exceed 5000 because Lord knows that sometimes there's usually one one spouse in the relationship that could max it out. So don't go. There's just no reason to have over five thousand for person. I mean, this is aside from your every every monthly bills. So mm-hmm. that's that. Um, and then uh, and sometimes they still want to, and they'll take your card and split it on both. <laughs> don't let them. <laughs> Um, So there's that. So then we have the business account that also has um, the similar structure and a credit card. Mm -hmm. So then the business, uh, the business gets paid out. All the bills get paid out monthly. Anything in addition to that is like photography and things like that. Fuel goes on the business credit card and that gets paid once a month Mm -hmm. with the rest. Um, So that's kind of how we've structured those. And it makes it pretty simple to see like on a on a personal budget or something to mm-hmm. see what those expenses are versus having to go itemize every single thing. Like I know the credit card bill, I know what covers that and I know that it's never going to exceed 5000. So on my personal budget I could I could estimate 5000 and even if it came in less, then it, in a sense it's like a savings because yeah. that money's still there. Um and then my the the Jordy is who I use for my books. And so he has access to my accounts, all of them, Mm -hmm. money market and personal and business. And so he just logs in. He sees my statements. He splits it up, and then he breaks it out and sends me everything once a quarter. Um, And if he has suspense items or whatever, that's how he kind of does that. But I'm curious if we should be – so at the end of every month, I'm cleaning both accounts out, and anything left over after paying the bills is going into those money market savings accounts. So every month I'm motivated to Mm -hmm. start fresh all the way – the. All the way the fuck back over, man. Yeah, I've been I've been supposed to be watching my cussing, so I hesitated. To look back <laughs> but I really just wanted to throw it out there. So there we were. <clears throat> so that's kind of. I mean, how your foundations are really good. Like you have everything laid out, and you're you're paying yourself, and you're paying off your cards. And I absolutely recommend having both personal and business credit. I think when people mm-hmm. set it up that way, you're building both, and mm-hmm. there's no reason why you shouldn't be, cool. uh, especially if you're producing enough to pay off a credit card. So cool. definitely, um, that's a good thing that you have it on both ends. But but your foundations are great, and you have a bookkeeper that's able to produce you a profit and loss and a balance sheet, and you're keeping track of all of that stuff. Yep. Kelsey, can I can I ask the can I ask the question that's going to be? There's no such thing as dumb questions until you have one, and I do. Sure. What's a balance sheet? So a balance sheet, ah, it's kind of hard to explain without sound getting into all my nerdy bookkeeping terms. But a balance sheet is something that keeps track of your assets, liabilities, and equities. Perfect. Thank yes. you. So it keeps track of those things. I was about and to say, you can tell me like I'm a seven-year-old. I'm good yeah, with that. Yeah. But a lot of people don't understand what assets, liabilities, and equities are in terms of business. And your debts, right? Your debts are on your balance sheet because it's part of what comes out. So it's your balance. Well, that's a liability. Yeah. So, yeah. So a debt, a credit card balance is a liability. Okay. Any money you owe anybody else is a liability. Mm-hmm. A uh, 
loan on a vehicle is a liability. Those are all liabilities. That's money you owe to other people, and that's a debt in your business. It makes your business worth less because you owe other people money. Right. Um, and equity is anything that you have held in the business, like um, like retained earnings. Like if you had a profit from the last year, it rolls over. That's equity in the business. Anything you've personally contributed to the business. Um, things like that are equities in the business. And assets in the business, your vehicle mm-hmm. would be an asset. But the what you owe on the vehicle is a liability. liability. And those kind of, they're all on one report because those bounce off of each other. They, they, Cancel as you pay it off, out yeah, you as don't. you pay it off, your liability goes down and your asset, asset increases. Um, and also like ha- cash in your bank account, yeah. cash in your business account, that's an asset. Um, so we, that's how you keep track of those things to get kind of like a net worth of your business is what a balance sheet does. I love it. That yeah. Thank you so much for explaining that like that, because that was beautiful. I've mm-hmm. even tried to Google it, and I'm like, I still don't really fully understand what this does. Yeah, that's how I break it down for my clients. And Chris said earlier something, uh, most people assume a bookkeeper is like a little old lady sitting in the office, you know, <laughs> with the checks and balances and T-sheets <gasps> and all of that. That is not what bookkeeping is anymore. Like, it's virtual. Like, I literally work with clients in all 50 states because I can, because everything can be handled online. That QuickBooks system keeps it automated. Um, every Everything is so just virtual and easy now. And you can literally keep your books in-house in one. You don't have to hire someone to come work at your office. You know, you can just have which a service. Which is what made you fall in love with the business it, model. It's fantastic. What made yeah. it work for your lifestyle. So, Chris, did you have other questions that you wanted to ask Kelsey? I do. So, you know, talking about... Uh, keeping personal and business accounts separate. One thing that I ran into starting off um, four years ago was applying for a business credit card because mm-hmm. I guess, and I, and I want to get your feedback. Uh, a lot of times when it comes to, and, and again, owning a roofing business, you know, I am always paying suppliers and that kind of thing. So I prefer to put that on a credit card. But the problem I had when I started off was actually getting a business credit card. Mm-hmm. I got denied several different times and it was actually, I was going to put it out there so that, um, you know, people that maybe are looking for a card, I had luck with capital, um, spark capital one spark business. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> but yet I'm still having issues four years later. Um, you know, my revenue went over like a little over 700,000 last year and they still won't give me more than like six grand, um, uh, mm-hmm. on my credit limit, which doesn't help me when I have to pay my, pay my supplier bills, which for sure, again, I'd prefer to pay on a credit card. So I guess I just wanted to see what your recommendations are. Cause I can't imagine I'm the only one that runs in that issue. And you just start a business. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I want to get this credit card and you can't get approved for one. So I'm not a credit expert here, but what I do know is um, business credit is a little different. Business and cre- personal credit play into each other. And um, when you apply for a business credit card, especially when you've just started out business, you kind of have no credibility. Mm-hmm. And so they're really looking at your personal credit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the only thing that they can go off of because you don't technically have business credit. Business credit is definitely even harder to build than personal credit. Um, so yes, anyone starting out in business, like when I started my business as well, when I applied for my first credit card for business, they were like, nope, not her, <laughs> you know, but I can, I can get a personal credit card. So it's a little weird, um, what they go off of. I'm not sure what the actual, like 
uh, rules and stipulations around getting a business credit card are, but I know that that is something new business owners do run into, but it typically they look, look more at your personal credit um, and it does take a little while to build business credit. So whatever you can get one of those small amount cards, I would act like if you can get a couple thousand on a card, I would recommend it and just build that credit line over time. Because that's the super cool thing about this, guys, is that credit, both per personal and business credit, is actually going to be the podcast launched right before Kelsey's. So if you scroll <laughs> yeah. up one podcast, there will be somebody Perfect. that's a credit expert. So this just really flowed perfectly together in the flow of the podcast. Um, but speaking just a second on that, because I've grown my business credit from, I mean, use my personal credit as a personal guarantee to, like, say I bought a truck. Okay, mm -hmm. and I bought it with my EIN. And then when we go make those payments on time for the truck and for the credit cards, that's what I've seen primarily business credit go off of is on-time payments. Mm -hmm. So once you are approved for those smaller amounts, you just want to make sure like you're paying yeah. that bad boy on time. I mean, it's just like when you started your personal credit. Exactly. Like when you were, I mean, I was 18 when I got my first credit card, but it was like a $1,000 credit card that I paid off, you know, and just spent slowly until I built it up and I was able to get higher credit lines and things like that. Business credit is super similar in that way, but I know they are more... Um, there's more that goes into it. As My far last as your vehicle I bought, and I didn't have to. I didn't have to PG the loan on the vehicle. The business yeah. was able to just use the EIN, pur purchase Perfect. the vehicle. And what's great about that is going back to the assets and liabilities of it. That liability is not on my personal credit is it is mm -hmm. on the business so the that's business, why yeah. when Kelsey's talking about you know you really got to prioritize both um, but you also you know you got to be ready for tax time there's no reason to be stressed out about it mm -hmm. when you can get a bookkeeper and um, there's no reason to be making decisions based off your emotions or how you feel sometimes people are out spending money on things that they feel like they can afford but the truth is they don't have a tax account they don't have a savings account yeah. they don't have these additional accounts put back so that was one of the disciplines building into my life I would really say made me see EOAF is I'm like, I now separate out my money and I understand what I really have to spend, what mm -hmm. I really have to play with. And all that stuff is not commingling together, yeah. even inside the business, the tax account, the savings account, the operating account yeah. or different accounts inside the business. And then the personal as Amanda has structured mm -hmm. is all over here kind of doing its own thing too. Um, but I want to, Kelsey, make sure that we get in here how everyone can contact you because clearly Everybody on the planet needs a Kelsey, <laughs> and she can handle all 50 states. So I just think that, that you don't have to be local to DFW to work with Kelsey. I know you work on Zoom with a lot of your clients. Mm -hmm. And you actually, another thing I want to touch on, because I've, Kelsey, as, as she mentioned, we are all integrate. I guess we've all met on social media. So <laughs> yeah. I've been watching your story on social media, and I read your post every day. So one of the things that I've noticed that you do is actually go through monthly, right, with your mm -hmm. clients and review their books by the month, that's one of the things that I'm just not, do you think that a quarterly review is enough? So um, I would base how often you review your books based upon a few things, your goals for your business, um, what your budget is for your business and your revenue. If you're just making, you know, if you're a smaller business just making around $100,000, $200,000, quarterly is probably totally fine. Yeah. If you're making anything over two, 250, I would absolutely review them monthly. Because I'm sure, as you know, like, especially seasonal businesses, like, I work with a lot of roofing and construction companies where there's months, like, six, those six middle months of the year, like, there's hundreds of expenses coming in and out. There is lots of deposits being made to the account. Mm -hmm. um, those definitely need to be reviewed monthly. And I say on those bigger businesses monthly because, one, you how often do you set a budget? How often do you have recurring bills? Monthly. Monthly. Month, yeah. yeah. So, and those bills may change, that budget may change, what you need to spend money on may change. Um, if you look at your profit and loss from January and you're like, oh, I spent $10,000 in marketing and we're doing really well with that, 
maybe I don't need to spend another $10,000 in marketing. Maybe sure. I need to put that money here or go buy an asset or go buy another work truck, those kinds of things. Um, and especially when it those last six months of the year are more crucial because those are when you're making those really educated decisions um, for tax time coming up. Like if you're in a high mm -hmm. profit come June, I'm gonna need to spend some money over the next couple months. Yeah, I something. need to do something yeah. over the next few months. But if you're not look, if you don't look at it for three more months until the you're third quarter, now we're in October and we're like, I gotta find something now, and that's where that like stress and stuff comes in. So I guess one thing that sets my bookkeeping service apart is that I do offer more of a coaching consulting type yeah, which of I offering. I do love it. Um, uh, like my clients know how to work in QuickBooks. They pay me to do it for them because they're delegating that and they want their time to focus on their business. But each month I review with them, whether that's sitting with them in person or on a Zoom call, I share my screen with them and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm doing with your accounts. This is how you read a profit and loss sheet. This is how you read a balance sheet. Um, and this is, this is what we're doing here. And if you have any questions, you can always ask. You can always access me. Um, and I, I typically review every four to six weeks with any client. Uh, I love because that. Because mm -hmm. I feel like that is the most, my job is to make you, help you make more money and to take the time off of your hands so that you can focus on making more money. And as you grow, my services grow. So then we both grow. Um, and it's a very mutual beneficial relationship. And you're also able to trust and know that you're getting everything that you need um, to make those decisions. Yeah, and I do love that. I love that, I think, for a couple of reasons. But one of the biggest reasons for me, Kelsey, is because like most of us do already review our numbers, if not weekly, monthly at a minimum. As business owners, you just, naturally have to see where the money Kimba will shoot me a text whatever time she's up and be like Amanda I'm kind of panicking about numbers can we review them <laughs> and we'll sit down throw them out review them and we're like okay whew, yeah we're good yeah. right and so like it's just one of those things where we do keep our eye on our number but I think that you're held more accountable when you've got somebody like Kelsey in your corner that you know you have to meet with Monday morning at 10 a.m mm -hmm. virtually to go through that because there's been plenty of times where Kimba and I will message each other and we'll be like, hey, yeah, when are you available? No, not this week. Okay, next week. Mm -hmm. And we will push it because we don't have anybody holding us accountable. Yeah. It's even funny that you say that because some of my clients that are like these people who are making, you know, six, seven figures, 500 to two, $2 million dollars and stuff like that, they know that they produce a lot every month. And so in their lower months, when they know our bookkeeping meeting is coming up, like they'll be nervous on our call because they'll be like, I know I didn't do as well last month. And you're the person who sees my numbers. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I'm not. <laughs> but it, I'm there, not judging you. There is an accountability yeah. there. But I'm like, you did only do 50,000 last month. And the month before you did 100. So. What, what yeah, do we miss here? here? You know, how can we fix this issue? Uh, so, but that's part of that, like just that accountability and knowing that someone's looking at your stuff and it's not just you that's like, oh, I can probably make more next month. It's like, oh, someone's looking at Somebody's that. looking at yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I do know our company last year with, with all of our different services hit about 15 million. So I track a lot of money and mm -hmm. I do, I mean, I have, I have the bookkeeping and everything in place, but I do use the Excel sheets, my team puts certain certain numbers and certain data for me in Excel sheets, so I have it broken apart. And I do a weekly I do a, a weekly cap out where I mm -hmm. go through these certain not every number, but the core the key pieces, yes. the key numbers that I need every week to do what I call my weekly cap out. Uh, but for Kelsey, for people that want to, it's like I need the accountability. I need somebody to help me with this, Kelsey. How do we get a hold of you? Will you go ahead and plug in everybody? where we can find you, the best way to get a hold of you. Yes. Um, so obviously I'm on Facebook. That's how we're all here. Uh, my name is Kelsey Burks, um, B-U-R-K-S. 
But you could also email me at my email. My company is called Keep Safe Bookkeeping, and it's a long email. But it's my name, Kelsey, K-E-L-S-E-Y, at keepsafebookkeeping.com. And that's probably the two easiest ways to get a hold of me. Facebook, probably first, if you can find me there. I'm yeah. the same way. It's like, send me a Facebook <laughs> message, man. I answer it faster like, than And text. I see your face and your profile, and I know who I'm talking to. I it's love just it. like, that's my business card, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I absolutely love it. And if you can't find her, you guys, go to one of the coach, one of us, Kimba, Chris, or myself. She is on our personal pages and our business pages. So yes. go search Kelsey and Amanda Bell's friends list. She's going to pull right up. Perfect. Absolutely love it. So, business owners. One way or the other, you got to get bookkeeping in place, right? And we will see you all next time. Thank you.